This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you, man, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate it very much. And as we do on most every Thursday, we, we only miss a few of these, and, and that has to do with scheduling and so on. But as we normally do on Thursdays, Dr. Kelly Victory with us, Steve House with us as well. Dr. Kelly, welcome. Hey, how are you? Doing great. Thank you for joining us. Are you all ready for Christmas, by the way? I'm as ready as I'm going to get. You know, it's an ever-changing goalpost. I keep uh, thinking that we're out of the woods and this is going to be our first normal Christmas in three years. And then I uh, read that some places, you know, going back into lockdown or suggesting masks and social distancing or that universities are requiring boosters. And I just think uh, maybe, maybe it's not time for a normal Christmas yet. Uh, unfortunately, you're correct. Steve, you can comment on that because I, w- I wanted to start with an article you sent about Australia and the fact that, you know, they are in this, you know, another quote unquote surge, which I want to talk more about that, too, as we go through this this hour. But reality, Steve, is is a country like Australia who did all these things to quote unquote protect their population, huge lockdowns, I mean, to the point where they were driving around, making sure nobody left their house, the police were, I should say. I mean, it was a complete police lockdown state, or country, I should say, and yet they're doing worse now than we are. By the way, I'm not ready for Christmas, but that's because my plan doesn't go into effect until four more days. There we go. Gotcha. Gotcha. Same way it is every year. Um, It's not only the lockdown concept of Australia, but obviously you saw this week that when they look at negative impacts on sudden deaths or unexplainable deaths or unexpected deaths, that the highest vaccinated countries now have the highest death rates for unexpected deaths. And they also have, I mean, they're talking about countries who are going into potential demographic collapse, not a term I've heard before, Mm. but demographic collapse because low birth rates, high unexpected death rates, and now all of a sudden you don't have enough people to keep a dry cleaner open or to fund a factory to work a lot of that stuff. I I, I think that it's been so obvious with so much data that lockdowns don't work. And and if you were going to do lockdowns, even even the games they play, you know, Event 201 and some of the other stuff we've learned about wargaming, Mm -hmm. you know, pandemics, the the issue was always going to be that it never never came down to lockdowns. They never did lockdowns. That was a last-minute throw-in because lockdowns don't work. And if you're going to lock down people, you've got to lock down the people who are actually sick not the people who aren't sick. And so I, I don't even get why they've learned absolutely nothing, John, from the very beginning regarding that issue. I don't either. And Dr. Kelly, again, they, you know, as you said a moment ago, you know, we're talking even in this country about another potential 
you know, quote unquote surge, which, by the way, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm tired of hearing it. Yes, I know COVID exists. I know COVID is running around. I know people are getting COVID. It's much like, you know, a cold. I don't even, I don't even call it the flu because I think the, the, the case of COVID cases of COVID, I should say, that we've got roaming around today are like a bad, bad cold. And, and, I, and I know it changes for everybody, Dr. Kelly. It's not a universal statement, and I have to be careful that way. But in general, I think there's folks that can have it and not even know they have it today. Oh, you're exactly right. This, this is insanity, John. Let's be very, very clear. It's time to take the gloves off. I had a conversation today with a fellow physician who was lamenting that she was home from work because she quote, tested positive for COVID. And I'm just listening, thinking, first of all, why in the world did you test yourself? What are you going to do any differently than if you just, because she's got very, very mild symptoms. She said she's bored out of her mind, but she's home because she has COVID. And I, and, you know, I said, would you have gone to work if it wasn't COVID? If it was, she said, yeah, if it wasn't COVID. So I'm thinking, all right, you have the exact same symptoms as you would have had, you know, three years ago, right. a little bit of a runny nose, no significant cough, no fever. You don't really feel badly, but you felt compelled for reasons totally unclear to shove a Q-tip up your nose, put it in a vial and come up with this mm-hmm. idea that you have some brand of a virus that should be treated differently than the myriad other viruses that are out there. This is insanity. We have got to stop this. People have got to get back to common sense. Treat your symptoms the way you would in the past. If you are profoundly ill, if you have a fever, if you don't feel good, then don't go to the cocktail party, don't go to work, and don't shake hands with others. Short of that, get on with your lives. Yeah, and Dr. Kelly and and Steve, I want you to comment on this after Dr. Kelly, but to your point, this madness needs to stop. It's gotten to the point where it's absolutely ridiculous. Employers, and Steve said it right a moment ago, even here in the U.S., employers are still suffering from, you know, the the situation where a employee or two or three or four, depending upon how it goes around the, the plant or your facility, you know, they all get COVID. They can't go to work because they've now tested positive for COVID. I mean, at some point, Dr. Kelly, we, you know, to, to your to your statement, we've got to stop this madness. And the question that I have is, I feel like because of what we did with COVID, the lockdowns and and even you know, you know the pay that we had for employees, you know, you know, allowing them to stay home for up to fourteen days, and all of the stuff that we did, we have now trained, in my opinion, Doctor Kelly, an entire workforce that when they get the sniffles, now have to stay home from work and get paid. Absolutely. We've just added one more entitlement program, John. That's what we've done. We've said if you get a cold, you you not only get to stay home, but we will reward you for staying home. Mm -hmm. This is not sustainable. The reality is this. We have always had respiratory viruses, respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, influenza, and a myriad of others have been around from the beginning of time. We, this is no longer a novel virus, COVID isn't. We have a tremendous number of medications that we could treat you with if you have significant symptoms. But as you rightly point out, the current variants are so mild that for most people, a case of influenza or RSV or a, you know, a common cold is worse than what they are suffering right now with the COVID viruses. So this is really just fear mongering on steroids. Mm. And I think it's a way of trying to keep the fear factor up in hopes that they can continue to vaccinate more and more people. 
because the more people get get vaccinated, the closer they get to 100 percent, the harder it will be to prove that these vaccines are what is causing this tsunami of adverse events. Steve, and, and really quick on the employer side, and you, like me, watch that very, very close. I know, I know Dr. Kelly does as well, but being an employer myself, uh, you know, and I've got clients where these questions come up from time to time, and we're still, as employers, you know, paying people, as I said a moment ago, to stay home when they've got the sniffles. To, to Dr. Kelly's point, where, you know, three years ago, if they'd have had a cold, they'd have gone to work. Nobody would have thought otherwise, especially if you're in a situation where you're not even around people much, you're not in an office setting, you're out in the field. Most people would have just gone to work suffered through it wouldn't have been a big deal but we're not doing that now and 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 this is something steve on a side note i don't feel like the feds and what they're trying to do to combat inflation all the things that they're doing in their quote-unquote toolbox this is one of the things they're not thinking about Uh, there's a whole bunch to unpack there john first and foremost i do think that the concept of testing for covid that that's not the biggest problem here the biggest problem is the idea that people have a quarantine period. I think what really has to happen is, look, if you get COVID and you got a fever and you're not feeling well, you probably should stay home anyway, but not for five days or six days or seven days. You should stay home until you feel reasonably well. You probably don't have a fever. You go back to work. I think the problem with COVID testing is people automatically think they need five to seven days off or longer. And I just think that that's, that's a fallacy. It's the what part of hurting companies and productivity. You've got labor shortages and lots of industries that are causing problems. It's inflating wages, part of the inflation problem with right. that. And then on the, on the vaccine side, you guys had to have seen the Commonwealth Fund paper this week saying that, you know, COVID jabs saved 3.3 million lives and prevented 18.6 million hospitalizations in the United States alone. There was a whole bunch of problems with that paper. I mean, really bad stuff, including a, a forecasted death rate of 2% from COVID, even in the last seven to nine months, when in reality it's less than 0.3%. But in reality, they're continuing this push. Yep. You know, if you get COVID, you got to stay home. you got to quarantine. If you haven't had the jab, you need it because it's preventing millions of people. Another million people didn't die this year because they got a COVID vaccine. No freaking way is that right. Right. And right. it's just well, let's talk what about doing. And Kelly's right about about her perspective that they're trying to make sure that you can't blame the vaccines by making sure everybody's vaccinated and everyone is in the same boat. Yeah, agree, Doctor Kelly. Go ahead. Excuse me, say just to, to show you how preposterous their guidelines are. If you are symptomatic from COVID, or if you're symptomatic, you can go back to work. Your provider. I, as a doctor, can go back to work if I've got a runny nose, a cough, and a fever, as long as my COVID test is negative. Okay? I can go to work if I'm symptomatic. The one time we know that you're capable of spreading disease, they tell me I can go to work. But if I'm asymptomatic, have not a nary a symptom, feel great, just ran that morning and went to the gym, no sniffles, no cough, no fever, and I put a swab up my nose that says I have COVID, I have to stay home. This defies Hmm. everything we have known about viruses for, I don't know, a hundred years, yet we have adopted these things as a way of continuing to, number one, confuse the public. They have managed to get physicians to largely, uh, you know, present company accepted to... uh, to buy this stuff hook, line, and sinker, and to promote this stuff, this is this defies everything that yep. you would call science. Yep. No, you are. You guys both well, are spot on. Go well, ahead, Steve. You you know, Kelly. You know, John. You know. There's been plenty of articles, plenty of research papers from around the world 
that say that you cannot get give the virus to somebody when you're asymptomatic. It simply Correct. doesn't happen. So it's not just it, that you have COVID, yeah. but the fact that you're asymptomatic, all the data says you can't give it to anybody anyway. Right. We, and, and this is something that we've known, Steve, for, you know, for literally decades. And so of one of the many fallacies that was promoted during this uh, pandemic is the concept of asymptomatic spread. That simply doesn't happen uh, to any appreciable or measurable effect. And, and Anthony Fauci himself acknowledged that uh, you know, prior to COVID, that asymptomatic spread is not how respiratory viruses spread. If you don't have symptoms, you are not spreading yeah. it. And for those of you maybe just joining us for the first time, Dr. Kelly Victory, Steve House, they're with us typically on Thursdays during this first hour. We talk all things COVID. We have now for a very long time, 18 plus months. In fact, Steve and I have been doing it since the beginning of COVID. We have spent a lot of time on this particular topic. I am not a doctor, but I feel very versed in all of what's going on and can speak to the majority of what's out there pretty in fact dr kelly i think i can speak to it about as well as some doctors can because i've not been brainwashed like a lot of them but if you guys want more information on dr kelly uh, and or steve and some of the things we've done in the past just go to the website rushtoreason.com everything is on the website it's there and dr kelly again i i by no means i am not a doctor and i'm not bragging any way shape or form but i have learned enough from you and Steve that I feel like I can pretty much be involved in most any conversation along these lines and hold my own very well. Well, you know, good for you for having an open mind and for listening and for educating yourself. So many people got overwhelmed with the fear, which was frankly the intent of the powers that be. When you make people fear fearful enough, John, they are incapable of really hearing or seeing or educating themselves. So you have had an open mind. You've listened to the different. You've listened to the, what I've had to say. You've listened to Steve. You've read the studies on your own. You take questions from listeners and and think about them. Um, thought you know you, you're thoughtful about them. You're circumspect about them. That's how you come to good decisions. I am always happy to um, to debate with somebody on something. If you want to argue with me that I've misinterpreted a study or that I didn't understand the way. Uh, the data or that I came to the wrong conclusion, we should have those debates. But it's this uh, this climate we have right now of censorship, That's of right. cancel culture, That's of right. not allowing anyone to propose a different narrative that is so dangerous. Yep. You only come to the right conclusions when you have an open mind and are able to look at all of the data. That's right. All right. Great segue. Guys, hang tight. Steve, Dr. Kelly Victory, we'll be right back. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. Don't forget about the $29 furnace tune-up special. And we'll hear from Connor probably a little later on that and get some uh, insight as to how that's going. But if you need anything, give them a call today, 720-526-0231. Replacing your furnace can be stressful for your whole family. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will alleviate the stress of replacing your furnace with service that puts your family first. Absolute offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee because they value honesty, earning your family's trust with honest work. Their technicians prioritize your family with integrity by never upselling you on something you don't need during your replacement. They offer flexible financing, so you don't have to make sacrifices to make sure your family's needs are provided for. Their team goes above and beyond to get the replacement done in one day whenever possible. 
so you can get back to spending quality time together. Get your family-friendly estimate for replacing your home comfort system now with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air by visiting klzradio.com absolute or call 720-526-0231 to schedule today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Affordable Interest Mortgage, Kurt Rogers. We've got a special Christmas hour that we're going to do for you at 5 o'clock today as well. Kurt will be with us, along with Kevin Flesh and Dave Hart. So in the meantime, anything you need from Affordable Interest Mortgage, Kurt Rogers, give them a call directly, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720 Three to one buy downs available up to 95% loan to value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298-191, and rates subject to change. All right, Solar Energy Partners, Alan Davis, find out if solar is a good fit for you and your home today. All you have to do is call him, 303-378-7537. Imagine what having a $0 per month electricity bill would be like in retirement. As soon as you get solar installed with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners, you'll start saving on your power bill. The monthly cost for solar will never increase no matter how much energy you use. Owning solar is like having a net zero power bill that eventually turns into a monthly credit when you finish the monthly payments on the solar panels. What you save can give you extra money each month to use as you see fit. Installing solar used to be cost prohibitive, but not anymore. Just consider the amount of money you shell out every month on your power bill alone. The energy provider profits on that money because it isn't being invested. Investing your payments in solar means that money will actually serve a purpose. When you finish your payments, you won't have to pay for power anymore. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com sun. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House with us. Dr. Kelly, here is a question from a listener. It goes along with what we just talked about and really kind of proving our point. Are home COVID tests accurate? A couple of years ago, there was a lot of talk about how these tests were designed to get false positives. That was before the home test kits came on the scene. Now, every time someone sneezes or coughs for the first time, or the first thing they do is they reach for a home COVID test and they call in sick because they've tested positive for COVID, are these home COVID tests really accurate for testing of COVID? No, it's a great question, and I don't think they're accurate at all. I think we are having 
massive numbers of false positives. Uh, the PCR test, that technology was never intended to be used the way that it is being used to diagnose this virus. Uh, it is largely driven, you know, much of the, you know, the, the case-demic that we've had. Mm-hmm. So you are correct, and I think people use them now to their yep. own advantage, as yep. this person's pointing out. Great, if I can say I've got COVID, then not only do I get to stay home, but I get to stay home independent of uh, how long I've got symptoms, because I can just keep and get that, paid. Know, my test still positive, and get paid. Uh, and and this is it, that's why I called it COVID has become one big fat entitlement program. Yes, it has. Steve, Dr. Kelly, along those lines, and I've seen it, you've seen it, and it's one of the things that, as a coach, you know, I, I consult, you know, all my different clients at times, and every one of them, I don't have a single one, Steve, that doesn't complain about the very thing we're talking about right now. Some of these individuals have no symptoms. Somebody else in the house may have had COVID, so then they take a test. They now have a positive test. They don't feel bad, but they're now staying home because law says if they have COVID, they can't go to work. I know it's just, I got to believe that at some point in time, people are going to wake up and realize it's not in their best interest to be doing what they're doing. I mean, they, you know, jobs are, are out there, they're available, people can make money, but we're starting to learn. And we know that a lot more is going to come out on Twitter. I mean, just what we've seen on Twitter now mm-hmm. about back channel communications between, you know, the White House, probably Fauci himself, and the Twitter teams about what was being posted. The 10, they listed something about the 10. Um, conspiracy theories about vaccines and why they're all wrong. And so they, they checked off everybody who said any one of those 10 things on any of the major social medias. They dumped them. They, they either dumped them off Facebook or they removed the post. All 10 of the ones on the list are all actually true now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just this continuous propaganda conspiracy thing. And I think people are still looking at when you say, guess what, boys, if you get COVID, you can kill somebody by giving it to them. So you better stay home. And I think a lot of people, whether they're taking advantage of it or just following the propaganda, are doing it still. And speaking of propaganda, there there was an article that came out today. Several people have sent me this, by the way. And it's in Fortune.com, believe it or not, where there's a study out talking about how those that are unvaccinated have a greater risk of a car crash or a traffic accident. This is according to a study done up in Canada. Now... Here's here. This is a quote out of this article, guys. I want you to listen to this. Why would they ignore the rules of the road? Distrust of the government, a belief in freedom, misconceptions of daily risks, faith in natural protection, uh, you know, basically antipathy towards regulation, poverty, misinformation, a lack of resources and personal beliefs are potential reasons proposed by the authors. That in and of itself, Dr. Kelly, is a bunch of conspiracy if I've ever seen it. Well, well, I, I loved I loved the leap from they had a car accident and they're, it's because they were ignoring the rules of the road. How about they had a car accident because they actually aren't hiding in their basement? There you go. Um, it, because okay, because the people who are vaccinated, you know, maybe it's that people who are unvaccinated are out living their lives, going to work, um, go. Yeah, some of us never stopped, Doctor Kelly. You, I, Steve, it, it, none of us ever stopped. Cor- correct. So, um, you know, your chance of, of getting in a car accident is exponentially increased if you're actually in a car. Um, if you're staying at home, <laughs> hiding point. in the basement, you know, b- b- because you uh, are, you know, have COVID for the 17th time, um, you know, I guess you're probably not driving a car. But it's these sorts of things that 
They're trying to, to politicize COVID. They're trying to get every last ounce out of it. Yep. It's virtue signaling if you wear a mask. It's virtue signaling if you test yourself 75 times a day. It's, you know, it's, you, you're a better person if you still socially distance um, and, and you call everybody around you, you know, some sort of a fascist because they refuse to do so. Um, the reality is this. We know who's getting COVID largely. Uh, we know who's getting most sick with COVID largely. Uh, we know who's having adverse events from the vaccines. And this data, there's just so long that data can be hidden. And I am hopeful that with what's coming out on Twitter and when people start to understand how much they have been deceived, how much censorship actually went mm-hmm. on, that if they'd actually been able to hear half of what's actually out there, half of what we've known, they would be overwhelmed. If they knew all of what we've known from the beginning, they'd be furious. Fully agree. And, and, and Steve, again, this goes back to your point earlier on just a lot of the, I, call, call it whatever you want to, call it you know propaganda, call it a conspiracy, but this sort of stuff, which you know, I thought higher a Fortune magazine, I guess I shouldn't have. They're still a part of the mainstream media in a way. I guess I shouldn't think as highly of them as I should, because if, they, if they're willing to publish something like this, I lose all faith in them, by the way. Which what what are you talking about being published, John? This article about how if you're unvaccinated, you're more likely oh, to have a yeah. car accident. Right, right, right. I mean that's that's one of the. I mean scientifically, statistically, people would shoot them in, in mathematics classes about you know causation and all that other stuff. But then again, we've been we've been telling people people who died in fires and other things else that happened to have COVID in their system, they died of COVID. True. I mean we've been allow, allowing people to distort the True. data to use to their advantage for a long period of time. Fortune publishing, it almost seems like that would have been a tongue-in-cheek type article, but I guess you, I haven't seen it, but I guess you're saying it's serious, which just doesn't make any sense. Uh, I have a uh, comment that came in, Dr. Kelly, along the lines of the test. said, last week, uh, the doctor got mad at me because I wouldn't test. I had a sinus infection, needed antibiotics. Uh, I probably need a frontline doctor, which, you know, by the way, you can find all of those on our website, RushToReason.com. But, Dr. Kelly, in that particular situation, I'll just add to that. If you're somebody, you're sick. You, I, I just got over a sinus infection about a week or so ago, and I get about one of those a year. Typically, this time of the year is kind of where I'm prone to getting them. I don't know why. I've been that way since I was a child. It's just one of those things that happens. And I didn't go to the doctor. Now, this particular uh, texter did. But I would have been like them. No, I don't need a test. You don't need a test. May I have a sinus infection? Give me the antibiotics I need to get over it and let me live my life. Why are they so insistent upon testing? Well, it, again, as I said, I, it's simply to promote this ongoing cycle that we are in. The, the fundamental rule in medicine is do not do a test, the results of which will not change your actions. Okay? Now, so people say, well, why do you test for strep throat? Okay, you test for strep throat because if you have a very bad sore throat and a fever and it's strep, then the treatment is different right. than if you, if it's not strep. If you have strep throat, then I'm going to put you on penicillin or something akin to penicillin mm-hmm. if you're penicillin allergic. Right. If it's negative, then we assume it's viral and you don't need an antibiotic. I would ask people when you test for COVID, okay, what are you going to do differently if the test is positive versus the test is negative. And I would answer you, 
Nothing. Right. You are going to do nothing right. any different. Right. If you have a fever, you're going to take Tylenol. If you have body aches, you're going to take Motrin. If you're congested, you'll take a decongestant. If you're coughing, you'll take cough medicine. You will do nothing different if the test is positive for COVID or negative for COVID. We don't do tests, the results of which will not change your actions until all of a sudden COVID. And people have a vested interest that has nothing to do with your health, nothing to do with your medical condition, nothing to do with what's good for you. It is only to do with what is politically expedient and what will continue to drive this insanity to to, to their own uses, which, as I said, has nothing to do with your health. Steve, you sent a text so message goes. around to you know Dr. Kelly and I about the uh, strange clots that have been forming after the jabs, after the injections. And I know we've talked a little bit about that, but more information is continuing to roll out on that. And I, I don't have a subscription to Epic Times, so I wasn't able to read the entire thing. Can you share that with us and what it actually said? Yeah, basically that it's a worldwide phenomenon, okay. and there are people... All over the globe. This isn't just the guys you saw on Died Suddenly, the video. Um, there are plenty of people who have been looking at this problem, and it explains you know, a little bit more detail about you know why it happens, how long it might be there because of how long the spike protein is producing clots in your system, what to be aware of. Fundamentally, though, there are most countries in the world, most reasonable countries in the world today have limited who can be vaccinated at this stage because of all the problems they've had and potential problems they're having with these clots and other side effects. The U.S. has not done that. The U.S. is actually going all in on vaccines for six-month-old and up. I can't wait for them to say they can do it from the date of birth up. Um, But the bottom line is it's an article that supports the idea that there are some strange clots out there. It's not conspiracy theory. It's happening around the world. Correct. Correct. Dr. Kelly, and and you you add to that because you're on the the medical side of that, Dr. Kelly. Yeah, a a couple of things. By the way, Steve, if if you're vaccinating pregnant women, you fundamentally are vaccinating babies. Very well said. uh, That's the reality. Yeah, very well said. Uh, So we are are vaccinating infants, uh, even though they aren't getting it in the arm. Um, With regard to these clots, I had a very long, I I interviewed uh, Dr. Ryan Cole for the better part of an hour and a half. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he is a pathologist who's um, done a lot of the autopsies related to vaccine injuries or following vaccination, and he's also looked at thousands and thousands of slides and placentas and other things in people who have not died but have developed clots. Um, he said that it's very clear that these clots, these big, long, white, sinewy, kind of rubber band-like texture clots, are formed not just of blood products, the way we think of a normal blood clot, but they have this protein called amyloid within them. Uh, and it's what gives them that, that, that rubbery texture. It's also what makes them resistant uh, to, to actually breaking down when you give a normal blood thinner. And it's, you know, these are the long clots that, as Steve said, are not just being seen here in the United States, but all over the world. They're getting pulled out, you know, these, these yeah. quote-unquote clots that right. are two and three feet long. Um, and it's, there's something about the spike protein deposition within the blood vessel that attracts amyloid and causes people to lay down this abnormal protein. Um, it, on top of that, we know that the spike protein that's caused as a result of the vaccine binds to certain receptors within blood vessels and it binds in such a way and deposits in such a way that it actually can erode 
through the wall of the blood vessel. And we are seeing ruptures of large blood vessels, including the aorta, the largest uh, artery in the entire body. And that is what happened to that young reporter, uh, I think his last name's Wall, W-A-H-L, who just, quote, died suddenly while covering uh, the World Cup. Uh, He died of a ruptured aorta, Hmm. Uh, did not have an aneurysm, his his aorta simply, you know, had a huge hole in it, eaten in it, and that was eaten in it undoubtedly from spike protein deposition. Wow, amazing. There's a lot, and this is another question that came in from a, a texter. Every, or sorry, earlier this week viewed a video on CHDTV dealing with the Nuremberg Code and how the vaccines were implemented. Also mentioned that the AMA Code of Ethics and how both codes were blatantly violated. Those at all levels uh, that violated both are now asking for amnesty. And yes, I've, in fact, I've, I've got folks that even want to come on air and talk about the opposition, by the way, to that amnesty. But Dr. Kelly, you can talk about that. There are now, uh, in the medical community, there is a petition, I guess you could say, you know, rolling around uh, you know, to, to Congress and the Senate where they want amnesty over all of this. And, and frankly, I'm dead set against it. We should not be granting that, period. Oh, oh, I agree. There, There is no amnesty, first of all, without contrition. There is no amnesty without acknowledging and admitting you were wrong and that you're sorry. So let's start with that. You don't just say you get a pass. These people were complicit yep. in this. That's right. The AMA has blood on their hands. The FDA and CDC... Everyone involved with this has blood on their hands. The FDA had, has three jobs, three things in its mandate. It is to protect the public health by, number one, assuring the accuracy of labeling, number two, assuring the safety of its products, and number three, verifying efficacy of its products. And it failed its mandate. It abdicated its duty on all three mm-hmm. fronts. So did the AMA. There's been no informed consent. This is a gross violation of the Nuremberg Code. Anyone, I respect anyone, uh, John, who wants to be a subject in an experiment, a scientific experiment. If that's your choice, God love you. Uh, I respect that. But you should know that you are a subject in an experiment. And anyone who got one of these COVID vaccines or is still getting one, including the boosters today, I'm here to tell you, you are the subject in an ongoing experiment. Yep. Nothing less. Yep. You are 100% correct. All right. Great segue. We're going to take one more break. Any more questions, please uh, keep texting them to us. I'll get them answered here as soon as we come back. 307 200 8222. High Five Plumbing is next. And as I've said numerous times, I talked to Levi from High Five yesterday. If you need something, they will be there New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve as well. So if you have any plumbing problems at all, make sure you give them a call. Keep this number handy 877 We High Five. Water is your number one enemy in your home. You need to solve the problem immediately so it doesn't get worse. Schedule service with High Five Plumbing. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Service that ends with a high five. Starts with a team that prioritizes excellence. I want to tell you about the High Five guy. He was here Friday night, and all I needed was a swap out of my uh, garbage disposal. He said, I can do that, but he says, how old is this house? I said, 18 years old. He said, I don't know who did this, but they put the garbage disposal on the wrong side. It's never going to drain. You have drainage problems. And I said, yes. And he reconfigured all that over and above putting the garbage disposal in. 
and he was well past 6 p.m. being here. His name was John. And I'm going to tell you, that company is A number one. So uh, they have my endorsement. I'll never call anyone else. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith. It's that time of the year where we're looking to the end of the year and the beginning of a new year. And if you need help when it comes to your retirement planning, please talk to Al Smith today. 303-744-1128. Planning for your retirement doesn't need to be rigid to be a solid plan. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial asks what is uniquely important to you before diving into the numbers, getting an accurate picture of how to realistically get there. Once Al understands your individual circumstances, he can figure out what needs to be adjusted, positioning you with the best trajectory to reach your goal. Golden Eagle Financial wants to get to know what you want your retirement to look like so that a plan can be created to make that happen. By incorporating a strategy that works with your lifestyle, Al can partner with you to make sure that a comfortable retirement is in your future. Schedule a conversation at his office for a fresh look at your financial future. Call 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128 now or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. Folks, one thing we do here is we are uh, we fight for the life of human beings. That includes babies. Save the Storks is doing that work for us. All we have to do is donate, and they do the rest. Go to SaveTheStorks.com and donate today. As we close out the year, we celebrate the victory of Roe being overturned. We praise God for the Supreme Court's decision to protect life and recognize that abortion is not a constitutional right. But what may be shocking to many Christians and conservatives is that we are in a fight to save the lives of preborn babies like never before in history. I'm Diane Ferraro, CEO at Save the Storks, the pro-life ministry that is making a difference with love and compassion. Our mobile medical units called Stork Buses have saved over 11,000 preborn babies. But our impactful programs also focus on the women and men who face unplanned pregnancies every day. Our mission focuses on the preborn, of course, but we also ensure that moms and dads are empowered to choose life for their babies and not just survive, but thrive as parents. Visit SaveTheStorks.org right now and sign up to support our ministry with a gift of $35 a month or make a year-end tax-deductible donation. Your gift will make a difference. Go to SaveTheStorks.org today and make a gift of any amount. Thank you and God bless you. You don't like the way your business has trapped you into working an overtime job every week. John Rush teaches folks in your situation to get out from under their companies using his 40 years of industry experience. Your operation isn't fully functional, at least not with the way it's been going. John Rush will help you fix that by bringing his own knowledge to the table. You're an expert in your industry, so give that job to someone else whose hourly is not as costly as yours should be. John wants you to make your operation run for you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. And we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory, Steve House. If you have a question for either of them, text us at 
200-8222, and we'll get that answered. Dr. Kelly, there was an article that hey, was John. sent to me by a listener just now, and they wanted to know if you are going to be a part of this any way, shape, or form. And this is DeSantis, Governor DeSantis of Florida, calling for grand jury to investigate COVID-19 vaccines. Well, I, I am not going to be part, have not been invited, at least at this point, to be part okay. of this uh, demand, but he's spot on. What Governor Sanders is spot on. Here's the reality. The, you know, people ask me all the time, why aren't the uh, vaccine manufacturers being sued? Well, as of today, they enjoy blanket liability protection mm-hmm. under the emergency use authorization. That's, you know, one of the huge problems with the EUA. They cannot be sued because that is a guarantee under the emergency use that they are free from liability. That's up to, but not beyond, if there is fraud involved. And what Governor DeSantis and many, many others have lawsuits in the pipeline to try to prove, to show, to document the amount of fraud that has gone on with these vaccine manufacturers. They clearly have withheld information. Mm -hmm. They clearly did not release safety data that they had. We know now, for example, because of aggressive FOIA requests, that uh, Pfizer and Moderna knew that things that they were saying about the vaccines weren't true. Things like that the mRNA stays in the deltoid muscle, like that you eliminate the mRNA very quickly from the body, like that you, you can't be incorporated into the DNA, and on and on. They knew before the launch of the vaccine program that those things weren't true. So if one is able uh, to go to court prove that the EUA was obtained under fraudulent means. If, if there was, then the liability protection goes out the window, and it is open season for the lawsuits to begin. Steve, and these guys, as you know, haven't enjoyed, to, to Dr. Kelly's point, far too much immunity in all of this. They need to be accountable and brought to, uh, I, I think, a reckoning, if you would. Question is, and I know you don't have a crystal ball, will they? I doubt it. I, th- I think because of the EUA, they'll be protected. I think what may happen is is that people may get um, fairness out of a federal fund um, for these types of problems, but it won't directly come from the manufacturers. It'll come from taxpayers who fund the federal fund for liability for medications and vaccines under this type of structure. So, mm. yeah, you know, people will probably get money for what happened if they prove the injuries, but it's not going to come from the people who made the drug. That's unfortunate and, and because frankly, it should I've gotta, be. I, I've got to say, I, I, I agree with Steve, I, but I don't think it'll come from a federal fund either. I think the biggest issue with this is that it, it is so big. We are not talking about tens of thousands. We're not talking about hundreds of thousands of people. We are talking about millions mm-hmm. of people in this country who would have a potential lawsuit and have potential uh, financial uh, claims against and I just don't see it happening because of the magnitude. And that mm. is why they are so hell-bent, on my mind, in continuing to push these vaccines mm-hmm. because they need to get every number, every individual that they can vaccinated because it makes it harder and harder to prove then that the injuries are occurring as a result of the vaccines mm-hmm. um, because you, you dilute it, you make it so that there's no you know, comparison group. Those of us who are unvaccinated become smaller and smaller in number, and it becomes very, very difficult to prove causation. 
so uh, I think the, the reality is the magnitude of this is so enormous, uh, and I lost my faith, unfortunately, in the legal system in all of this. So uh, although I laud what uh, Governor DeSantis is doing and what others are doing, uh, includes, you know, Robert Kennedy Jr. and many, many others, um, I think that the their success in being able to prove fraud is going to be unfortunately limited. All right. Got a so question. Kelly, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. And I'm going to ask this question to both of you. What happens in your mind, and Kelly, you may be right about the fund being too big. We just saw the base manufacturer pay 150000 per person for 10,000 people. That was such a small number, but it ended up being billions. But here's the deal. Right. What if we see in the Twitter files release that someone from the government actually tells the Twitter censors exactly what you just said, that we cannot let vaccine injury come out and be questioned to the point where lawsuits actually are so big that it can't be managed. If that comes out, if that level of thing comes out, then what happens? Mm. Well, again, I think I think that you will prove collusion between the federal government and mm-hmm. these, quote, private companies. Uh, it, yep. But I think they'll say, yeah, so this guy said we can't let that happen. Still doesn't prove that it did or would have, um, is, my, is my guess. I, I think the system is rigged against being able to actually prove this. There's no question. I mean, let's be very clear. The fraud is rampant mm-hmm. and the collusion is rampant, but whether or not they will you know, allow them to connect the dots, um, I think, is is what is really up to question. Um, and I think that, you, frankly, Steve, uh, texts or emails or communication of the sort you're suggesting is most likely in there. Agree. I Steve, I, I, I want to answer that one really. Is, you'll enjoy this answer. I'm going to answer ahead, it really John. quickly. If you think Sam Bankman or Sam, you know, Sam, you know, FTX, Sam, Sam Bank Friedman is going to end up in prison, um, then you know what? There might be a chance of bringing some of that other stuff to accountability. I, for one, don't think he'll ever see an ounce of jail time given the amount of donations he gave to the DNC and certain Democrat uh, politicians. So at the end of the day, Steve, I don't think anything happens on either side. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the one thing we saw last week when we saw the baby in New Zealand not be able to take blood donations from unvaccinated donors and the court's ruling on that is akin to what Kelly is saying, what you're saying, which is the court's going to make some decisions, unfortunately, based on what they believe is best for society, not what's fair yep. or right under the rule of that's law. That's right. And, and, and I think that that's going to just further take this country down a path it does not recover from, unfortunately. Agree. Dr. Kelly, question just came in. I want to make sure we get because I know you and Steve have talked about this specifically, uh, but I want you guys to answer this. Would getting a test to see if you've ever had COVID be of any use? I, I don't know. I don't think particularly. I mean, the, according to the CDC, and I have no reason to dispute this, they think that, you know, upwards of 88% of all Americans have already had and recovered from COVID. Uh, I think it's probably higher than that. I'm, you know, so there's a 90% chance you already had it uh, at least once and got over it. I don't know, again, back to my original, what would you do with that information? Don't get a test, the results of which will not change your action. Right. So if, you know, what would you do differently? And I, I would say nothing. Um, if you somehow are one of those uh, 10% of the people who managed to never get exposed to COVID in the last three years, then I guess lucky you. Or maybe you've got such an incredibly strong immune system, 
that it just never took hold and, and you're in great shape. But I don't know what you would do with that information mm, other than say, you know, so so I wouldn't suggest it. It's expensive. The um, Your insurance will not cover it. Uh, and frankly, even the testing for antibodies, if you had COVID two years ago, your antibody test now may come back negative. So it doesn't really mean much in my mind. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, another texter, still having problems since the last booster. Where do I find a doctor that can help? And I don't have any details on what kind of problems. And of course, this is a, you know, some, you know, this would have to be somebody where a doctor looks at a patient, of course. But if there's folks listening, Dr. Kelly, that have had issues, they went ahead and they got the vaccine and got the booster on top of it. And again, I'm not being critical. Some folks started listening to us late, didn't have all the information on the front side or, or made, made choices early on based upon some of their own thought process and so on. But if they're having problems since the booster, what do they do? Well, we do have well-established protocols now to treat vaccine injury. Um, it really depends, however, on which specific uh, adverse events you may be having. It's not a one-size-fits-all treatment regimen. Hmm. My suggestion is to go to a place like uh, the website I'm associated with, which is earlycovidcare.org or the Frontline COVID Care uh, Coalition. There, there are, there are um, several different websites where you can go and, number one, find protocols, treatment protocols, based on your specific uh, symptoms or, or whatever you believe is related to the vaccine. And you, it can also help you to find a physician who is well-versed in treating people with vaccine injury. Many of the tr- medications that we're using to treat vaccine injuries are the same ones that we use to treat COVID itself. Uh, things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, steroids, fluvoxamine, um, those sorts of things, zinc. Uh, many of these are the exact same medications, but you really need to talk with somebody who, number one, is open and willing to consider mm-hmm that the symptoms you are having actually may be a direct result of the vaccine or the booster, and then apply the appropriate protocols. One last question, and Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you, Steve. I'll let you finish up. We've got a couple of minutes left before we have to uh, end here. Do doctors have the same immunity that the Pfizer and Moderna folks have, or is there a chance that they could be sued for adverse reactions to the shot? Good question, by the way. Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you. It's a great question. Unfortunately, I think that physicians um, are going to be protected because they're going to be able to say legitimately that they were simply following the guidelines of the CDC and the FDA and the powers that be. Mm-hmm. So physicians who should have known better, physicians who took an oath to first do no harm, physicians that should have been educating themselves and not getting their talking points right. off of Google and CNN That's right. uh, and simply following blindly the guidelines of the CDC uh, instead are going to be protected. And I find it unconscionable, but that's the fact. You would be hard-pressed to sue a physician at yep. this point uh, for following the guidelines that were put out by the CDC and by the federal government. Steve, you're in this world a lot. You deal with this on a regular basis, uh, even more so than Dr. Kelly does because of the nature of what you do for a living. Your thoughts? Well, I think Kelly's right. I mean, I do think that we won't see doctors with liability. I think we should kick back part of the previous question to Kelly right now and say, Kelly, you're talking about people who've had a booster and they're trying to battle it. Are you suggesting anti-inflammatory or antiviral or both? 
I'm suggesting that the that the medications are the same because the medications seem to offset some of the problems that people are having from the spike proteins themselves. The spike proteins we know, for example, start an inflammatory process. So in the same way that we use these anti-inflammatories in people who have acute COVID, mm. um, the people who have who have vaccine-related injuries are kind of you know acute COVID on steroids uh, because it the you know, these toxic spike proteins that are the root of all evil. When you get COVID, you tend to clear the virus and therefore clear the spike protein in a matter of days, you know, mm-hmm. three to five days. Mm-hmm. When you get vaccinated, you have essentially turned yourself into a little spike protein factory. Right. Uh, you are going to continue to produce those spike proteins in essentially every organ system in mm-hmm. your body for, for an unknown period of time. And uh, I just to point to one during the advisory committee meeting with the FDA back in October, Dr. Portnoy asked specifically the question to the FDA, the folks in the FDA, he said, have you looked at and determined, number one, which tissues in the body produce the spike protein after vaccination for how long they will produce it and in what quantity? And the people in the FDA essentially said, well, that's an, those are interesting questions, but they're pretty much academic, and in due time we'll get into looking at it. But no, they, we didn't look at it. So they have, you have no that, idea, that, and this, is a, this should be terrifying. Agree. I agree. we got to go, John, but I, I, that's the entire reason why I asked you the question, because there is no data today that says when that spike protein from the vaccine yep. goes away, no matter what people tell you. So that's right. the blood clots, the things that you see in the blood – you Correct. have to be aware of the fact that it's going to last with you for a long time, and yep. we don't know how long. And that's the big problem Correct. that people need to be aware of. All right, I'll table that till the next yep. time, guys. Thank you, Steve House, Dr. Kelly Victory. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, John. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. Dave Bancraft, find out how he can help you save money when it comes to energy in your home. 303-529-0720. Replace your windows this season without making sacrifices to your comfort. Relax, knowing that even when your installation is scheduled during the winter, Veteran Windows and Doors won't interrupt the functionality of your home. By installing one window at a time, they can contain temperature changes to one area of your home during the install by sealing off areas of the house where possible. Veteran Windows and Doors prioritize your standard of living now and in the future, too. Every job is fully weatherproofed and flashed by your technician, going beyond what building codes require. So you never need to worry about the integrity of the insulation after the job is done. Replace your windows or doors this winter with Veteran Windows and Doors and ensure your comfort during the install and in the future, too. Call 303-529-0270 now. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com slash windows to make an appointment. Catherine and Robin, K&R Home Transitions, calling today two realtors for the price of one, 720-437-8210. Living with your family in a multi-generational house makes sense, until it doesn't. Talk to Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions before making this kind of commitment. The problems can sneak up on you. Expenses are high. Health issues can come up for you or your loved ones. And overall inflation just makes everything so much worse. 
Catherine and Robin can help you avoid these potential issues. They help you consider the risks of including your family in a real estate deal before you get locked into a living situation that can deplete your valuable resources like your time, energy, and money. Be informed when considering multi-generational housing with Catherine and Robin from K&R Home Transitions. Be positive that combined housing is the right move by calling them now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or leave them a detailed message by using the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we're going to continue to talk about this in the next hour. Kent Hicken-Lively, he was with us before, and he knows this very well also. And we're going to talk to him. And uh, there is a new book out from Dr. Huff called The Truth About Wuhan. We're going to talk about that in just a moment as well. So don't go anywhere. Hour 2 is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.